and welcome to She's the Boss Chats. I'm your host, Jules Brooke, and in the show, I interview amazing women and female founders about what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. It's all about us lifting up the women around us. Mireille Tulikima, I am so excited to have you here on She's the Boss Chats. Thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. It is my pleasure. I mean, I've been looking forward to have this conversation with you and it's finally <laughs> happening. So that's fantastic. And I know. Yeah. Well, it, I'm very, very excited <laughs> to hear your story. So let's start with, how about you tell everybody listening what it is that you do? So what it is that I do, I do different things, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I focus a lot of my effort on uh, the energy sector. So I'm the managing director of uh, the consultancy that I founded uh, five years ago called Empty Energy Resources. And uh, this consultancy uh, give, uh, you know, uh, help small businesses in, in, in the oil and gas industry uh, to carry out studies. And also we do a lot of advisory uh, um, work for them and help them to uh, in their strategies and, and business plan. Um, can, I, when it's, um, can I just say mm-hmm. that is amazing? Because really, how many, I mean, firstly, I'd say how many women are there in oil and gas and not being in the industry, I'm guessing not many. Mm-hmm. And then I've just interviewed somebody who started an oil company and now I'm speaking to somebody who specialises in consulting with oil and gas companies. I think this is fascinating. This is very so. fascinating. So I've, I've been, you know, I've been in the industry. I've worked for corporates before for different companies here in Australia yeah. for Woodside and, and mm-hmm. Santos, which are the biggest, you know, uh, oil and gas yeah, companies. Huge. And decided <clears throat> when the industry really started to, uh, to, to have a eat and really been depressed to say, you know what, that's probably the time for me to use whatever experience that I have and, uh, and, and start, you know, share and share it and, um, <clears throat> and go for it. So that, that's, that has been uh, that. But on top of all of that, um, yeah. I, I do a lot of empowerment work, especially with women. Um, uh, and it's a global, it's a global work. So I have, uh, um, I started the venture, the Mirai Tulekima Global Leadership Organization. And uh, I reach out to a lot of people around the world. So I've been working with people in North America, Europe, Africa, and uh, here in Australia. So doing, uh, because one of the, um, one of the things that I really started to look at is, you know, we always talk about engineers for technical uh, you know, yes. area. But, you know, for yeah. me, being an engineer is somebody who creates something. So that's why I started what I call, in a way, the greatness engineering movement, which is about, you know, focusing on people who, and we, who actually create greatness in everything that they do. Uh, it can be, you know, in, uh, you know, at, at the lower level, at the higher level. But as, as long as you create something that is amazing and you create greatness around you, you are an engineer. So I, I came well, with this, you know, a notion of greatness uh, engineering and greatness engineer really well, pushing I, people to, uh, to the limit and, and, and underst- understanding that they have greatness inside of them. And they have no limits. They just have to go for it and unleash it. Well, you and I are. are like 
twins <laughs> because I think exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody's got the, the ability mm-hmm. to change, to make change happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't think that they have. So mm-hmm. I'm absolutely delighted that you have. Mm-hmm. So tell me, why did you set it up? So um, the, um, the, the oil and gas and, uh, consultancy, I set it up because uh, I think I alluded to it before. It was more about, uh, you know, the industry not doing well and really trying to uh, see, you know, what I've actually had in terms of strength and skills and, and repackage it into, into uh, something that's uh, going to be uh, giving value to people. And also at some point, I think in the industry, working for corporates, I got stuck. So I, I hit this ceiling and I couldn't, I couldn't go through. So I, I just used the crisis to say, you know what? So you went out on your exactly, own. You know, exactly. You know what? I'm going to go for it now. And uh, I'm good. And that's the right moment because, you know, uh, the industry is depressed and I really wanted, I want to do things, you know, in a certain way, but I can't go through the system in some of the corporate, in the corporate world, in the oil and gas industry. So I'm just going to set it up, set something that is going to be, you know, uh, an answer to what I really want to do and uh, create the impact that I want. And that's, uh, that's, that's something. And then the other venture was more about giving back because obviously, uh, you know, starting in the oil and gas industry, I started in Gabon. I was, uh, you know, I was a woman, I was a black woman and it was not easy. So, and I just realized that what what saved me is to understand that you know uh, I, I I was not I was not limited by what people wanted me to be limited to I was unlimited Great. and started right. to really you know unleash whatever I had and and keep pushing and that's what uh, you know brought me to to where I am. So I said, okay, I'm, I had to, you know, bring this, this story on the, you know, on, on, on the market and to people. And so that they can also understand that, you know, whatever challenges or obstacle that they have, it's all about them understanding that they can go as far as they want. It's just the as limit they want, to. Yeah, they want to, and it's just the and limit. And don't let you know. anybody stop you. Exactly. I think it's, it's the big easy. thing. If those, if those men out there mm-hmm. are putting up a glass ceiling, then we just go, you know what? Keep your, Keep ceiling. your ceiling. We're going to go gonna into a different place. And, you know, and, and right. find a way. They can so, get stuff. So that's, that's <laughs> in this spirit that I started all of this. It's really, you know, make people understand that you Wonderful. don't have to, to, to limit your yourself, whatever limit, whatever your yes. color, whatever your gender, whatever. It's age, up to age you, is another you know? one. It's really up <laughs> exactly. to you. Yeah. All right. So Muriel, <laughs> tell me, was there a light bulb moment? Was there something when you were working with these, this other organizations, you talked about the glass ceiling mm-hmm. and we've all heard about this hideous glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Was there something that tipped you over? Was there a light bulb moment or a moment where you went, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out on my own. What happened? So there was a big moment, a big moment where um, I was actually uh, standing in a position uh, for a year. So I was doing the work. I right. was, uh, yep. you know, excelling and bringing value to the company. But when it came down to uh, secure me in the position and ask mm-hmm. and, and even promote me, 
things started to get ugly and they're like, okay, coming, they were coming with so many criteria and blah, blah, blah. So I, so I told myself, Just that's excuses. it. That's it. You know, I'm not going to continue to play this game. I know my value. I know what I can bring on the table. Oh. So it's about time for me to just say, okay, enough. Let's, let's well, create, you know, create a table where I'm going to be able to move up. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that at one day those men, some of those men listen to this and mm-hmm. go, oh my God, we made a huge mistake. Exactly. Which I hope they make, they realize that they make with so many women. Mm-hmm. All right. But what I want to know now is you've just alluded to an amazing career, an amazing life mm-hmm. starting in Gabon. Can you tell me how your career has unfolded? Because it's fascinating to me that you got into this industry in the first place. So talk to me about you as a little girl and how all this has happened. So as a little girl, like I said, you know, I was born in a country called Gabon and uh, yeah. I come from very humble beginning. I mean, my, my parents didn't have, a, didn't have a, lo- a lot of money, but they value mm-hmm. education so much that, you know, they managed to make sure that I go into the best schools. And at do, some do you point, have brothers um, and sisters? I have siblings. Have so I have six siblings, so six brothers wow. and sisters. And uh, your parents and put all of you through school? Yes, we all went to school. And uh, one key thing that my, my dad back then did is, you know, um, he basically uh, pushed me to go and studies in, in France. So that's where I did okay. my secondary school and Why I did France? my un- university. France was more because uh, Gabon is a former French colony. And obviously, okay. uh, you know, the education system was better back then. Uh, and, and, and it was kind of... Get- a, elite for a lot of Gabonese to say, oh, wow, my, I sent my, my, my child to France. And then they came with those, you know, um, uh, you know, they, they've graduated and then, and, you know, it was easier for them to find job coming back home, uh, back then. So that, that's, that's what but, my dad did. But, but how, how, I mean, France is so expensive and how old were you? I mean, where do you live if your parents are in Gabon still? So I was, uh, I was 14 at that time going into 15. So when I went there, okay. still and, very young. Uh, I went boarding into a French family. So I, I went oh, boarding. What was that um, like? So it was very, very <laughs> scary. Interesting, I would have thought. <laughs> very interesting at the beginning because, uh, you know, so I, 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 I was, I was black and they were white and, you know, and what I like is that they embrace me. And um, obviously this, this family just lost their daughter as well. So it was oh, kind gosh. of, you know, I don't know if it was like Delicate. a replacement daughter or something like that. Yeah. So they pull so much love into me that, you know, you don't see oh. color anymore. So, but from, Good. from the outside, it's different because you still have those stigma and you still have, uh, you know, some racism coming but to you. But you get to that sense of worth yeah. and that sense of, I know my value and I know exactly. that I'm loved and I know that I can do mm-hmm. anything I want to do. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you were in France at 14 or 15 mm-hmm. and you, you stayed there and for then, a few then, years by the sounds yeah, of it. I spent, I spent 10, 10 years. And then, you know, um, in the middle of my last year, my la- last year of bachelor, my dad passed away because my dad was the one oh, financing no. everything for me. So he passed away. So I basically had to wrap up and yep. go back, you know, go back to Gabon. But, you know, I was not specialized in anything. I was, you know, because in France, what's going on is that you go to uni 
And mm-hmm. the two first years are not really specialization. You still do a lot of, you know, uh, subjects. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was doing science. I was doing physics, maths and things. And then okay. I was at the level where I was going to get uh, and get specialized. But then my dad died. So I had to wrap it up. And uh, uh, at that time, back in Gabon, uh, Shell was looking for a national to, there was a push ah. to, to get more young, you to know, employ uh, more, local, more people. local people. And that's how mm-hmm. I got into the oil and gas industry, not really knowing what it was all about. And but loving maths and physics and, and just, science, you know, I noticed. Yeah, just saying, okay, I have a background in maths and physics and science, uh, IT, so let's go and, and you know, and, and, and try there's this opportunity and I need money because, you know, that pass away, mom, you know, can't yeah. you know, uh, afford to, to, to continue to pay. So I just going to go and, 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 and that's how, that's why, you know, that's why we have children. Exactly. So <laughs> that's, support us. that's really, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, so you got a job mm-hmm. with Shell over there mm-hmm. and what, and what was the role and what did you do? So I was a, a junior engineer. So they've, because I, I, I was not specialized in petroleum engineering, they put me doing because um, I had a background in math and physics, but uh, going to specialize in IT. So what they did mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, they hired me as a simulation engineer. So I was doing a lot of using IT still, but uh, uh, using more the, the you know, uh, looking at the reservoirs and whatever they had at okay. that time. So more specialized. And then I moved up doing more operation to be more specialized into petroleum engineering, doing the operation on the site, going on rigs and uh, and all going that on shit. rigs yeah. what was that like <laughs> i mean you would have been one of maybe two women there i can imagine it, it was it was quite scary back then the first I time bet. i went is that you know you you are the, the only woman and is this an uh, offshore rig or is this was on, on land onshore. it was onshore <laughs> Uh, okay. Really. God, I would have been terrified. Exactly. So <laughs> I still remember this experience when, you know, we were drilling a well, so I had to go and uh, learn, you know, uh, that was the learning process. It was part of the training. Yeah. And then I arrived there, it's like all the men are everywhere and then you go even when you go to eat they're like stop eating and like okay who is this there's a woman but also <laughs> scary that there's all these guys they are stronger and you know they haven't seen a woman for a exactly. while so there's all those fears as well so what I did I was scared myself so what I did I had my supervisor was a, a Dutch guy very tall and very friendly <laughs> so I was really his twin all over I was following <laughs> right. him everywhere how long did you have to spend on the rig? I, I mean, is I it spent, just a few days? I spent yeah, a few days. It was uh, a week, I think. I remember, yeah, a week, three, four days. Wow, Not much, amazing. But it was, okay. it was quite impressive to see that, you know, you, you enter, you know, a room and then everybody stopped talking and stopped eating. You're like, okay, what's did going you, on did, here? Did you, was everyone very friendly and nice? Did you have any men do awful, say awful things, do I awful mean, things, they, they, or was it all very supportive? People go off board you know I and guess, they're trying yeah. to make a move on you and things like that especially <laughs> knowing that you're a graduate that they forget that yeah. they are in a professional environment but you just have to shut them down and 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 that's it oh well done and one of the things as well that that was shocking is that you go on in those offices and they have like naked women and you're like what oh my god up on the walls <laughs> yeah, all the, the oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I 
Mama safe here or you know and yeah, so but right. then you, you see those um if you stay long you still you see those poster getting you know remove they just oh, good. they just remove it because they know now there's a woman so we can't we can't do oh, that good. so yeah i'm kind of glad to hear that <laughs> yeah. okay mm-hmm. so so you're with shell you're working your way mm-hmm. up and you've been to oil oil rigs what happened next so what happened next that's when my you know my international career started so i uh, i spent five years with shell in in Gabon so got you mm-hmm. know kind of the training and then got into operation and then started the international career uh, working in Holland uh, in the Netherlands in wow. um, in Malaysia and uh, and also and what sort of things would you do so, while you were in those uh, when, countries when I was in those countries I was what they call a petroleum engineer which is more um, so there's some operational uh there's an operational aspect but there's also the office app aspect where you uh you um you try to match and simulate what's going on on the ground and so that you can ah, you right. can do some forecast and you can evaluate help you know the on the operational side how they're gonna manage the the field or some of the wells that you you've drilled and make it economic so it was uh, it was an and quite an important role it was an important role because you you basically in the middle you are between operation uh, people working on the ground but also all mm-hmm. the you know um, the financial uh, people because they need to they need those data to make their forecasts and and know how much they're gonna you know how much they're gonna they're gonna make from uh, this uh, this field or whatever they call it and, uh, yeah, and right. have an idea of how sustainable it's going to be and what's going to be the return for you know the investors yeah. <laughs> wow what a fascinating <laughs> this is just like a, a whole world I don't mm-hmm. even know anything about at all mm-hmm. so what happened next? so you went and worked in um, Holland for a while which would have been great sorry what was the other country so the other country was Malaysia so that's when I started to get closer to Australia to Australia <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Malaysia and then after um, after Malaysia um, um, so I was 11 years into Shell um, because of family reasons. Yeah. I became a mother, I was married. So we basically started to think about uh, settling somewhere just, and be a little and bit And where, where's more. your husband from? My husband is also originally from uh, from Gabon, Gab- but he, okay. he has, uh, his background is more in America, in the US, but he's also right. an engineer as well. So, so why Australia? Why not America? So That's got to be the first question. Why, I know why, why now? Why not America? Because I didn't want to go there. And why not yeah. France? Because he didn't want to go there. So we had to find. Okay, right. <laughs> so you were just going, no, no, no going to that place and your hubby said Australia went okay all right I'll think about that one and and we were close to Australia and one of uh, our eldest daughter because we were still in Malaysia came and studied in Australia so we said okay let's just try Australia and then we loved it and we've been we've been here for uh, quite some time now uh, in and okay. out, in and out. So we, I started to work in. A, we went to Adelaide. We, I was working for. So did Suncast. you get a job to come to Australia yes, first? Yes, I, I got a job. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good idea. I came, yeah. I came uh, because of the job. Actually, otherwise, I, I don't mm-hmm. think we'll. we'll 
I'll be here. You would have been here. Yeah. So we got the job. And is your husband still in the industry? I should My say. My husband is still in the industry, but now consulting as well, more than anything. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so it's been. Uh, okay, so you started off in Adelaide, and I have to ask, what is it like when you turn up? Because I know I've done it myself <laughs> in a brand new country with no connections. You've got a job. Mm-hmm. What was it like for you? Did you look around and go, uh oh, we've made a big mistake? Or did you love it straight away? Or what was it like? No, I mean, we already had the experience moving around in, in Europe and uh, yeah. I've done it as well when I was young so you know the, the first the first thing obviously you 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 uncomfortable but then you have to find your feet and uh, and and get going you know start to yeah. mingle with people understand you know how the country works and uh, and 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 really make yourself you know make a place for yourself because otherwise you know you keep on thinking about what's what's past and then yeah it, it it doesn't yeah. help. So yeah. you, you just have to, uh, our philosophy was we just have to understand how it works and then start making, you know, those connections and keep going and making, you know, fantastic. You know, uh, it place. is hard though. I just it want to acknowledge it it's hard. not easy. It's not that easy. That first year mm-hmm. I remember is just so difficult to, because you don't know the geography, mm-hmm. people are referring to things that you don't know about. But I must but in say, the end, I must say it's we great. were well welcome because we, uh, because the way we function is that we we try to find a school first for the we find a school for right. the kids yep, and sense. we we try to find a house in the neighbor in the neighborhood so what happened is that we had some fantastic neighbor as well so uh they they've made us welcome the first i think the first the second weekend we were in the house they invited us for a barbecue and you also oh, just to study so you start to feel like <laughs> okay. love Aussies, haven't yeah. you? sometimes they're just <laughs> you know some of them are assholes excuse my french and some of them are just so great. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, so, so it, it made us welcome, and we uh, we spent um, two uh, three years in Adelaide, and then moved to okay. Perth. Uh, that's when I, I worked for Woodside uh, for uh, for four years, and then I went back. Okay. I went to another assignment because I left Woodside. Uh, just wanted yeah. to get again the international. Uh, exposure and was missing really traveling and things like that. So I took a job with uh, one of the biggest petrochemical company in um, in South Africa, so Sasso. So I spent oh four, wow, spent South Africa. Yeah. That's a, so I spent some. What was that like? Four fantastic years actually in South oh, Africa. I yeah, I loved it. And uh, and while in South Africa, it was also a good opportunity for me to travel through the, you know through Africa because I've never done it. I mean, I'm from there, but I've never actually visited uh, exactly you know the different countries because there's so many oh, cultures. Right, yeah. My yeah. family's from Ireland. My family's from Ireland, mm-hmm. and it took me. I think I was 35 mm-hmm. before I went to Ireland, got in a car, and drove around mm-hmm. and explored it all. Mm-hmm. So, what was that like for you, and how long did you take to do that traveling? So we. Uh, so I was I was in South Africa for four years, uh, four and yeah. a half years, but through holidays and things like that, we managed to travel to different countries. So for my work, Amazing. I traveled to Mozambique, I traveled to Namibia, traveled to uh, Zimbabwe, uh, obviously wow. Gabon and uh, some other countries as well. So you it's are been... so well traveled, <laughs> my goodness, you know? which is really a, another thing um, that can be interesting in Australia, <laughs> I guess. Um, um, is not very many people will have had the same travel experience exactly. as you Exactly. So when I came and then we started to so say, I've been there and, there and then I sat down last time with uh, with my daughter and said, okay, let's see 
where I've been so far, even spent at least, you know, uh, four days of a week. And I, oh, you weren't allowed to count if you had only spent one night because I would count that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't count one night and then I'm, I'm, I came close to 30. I was like, what? Wow, that's fantastic. I love that. Okay, so um, what happened after you, so you were in Australia for a while, then you went back to South Africa and then, and then I, you came I, home? I came home and that's when I, I set up, you know, the empty energy resources and started to do uh, the work, the empowerment work with continuing the empowerment work because I was doing the empowerment work, but not really structure. And now yeah. I gave it some structure with the uh, the new venture, the Mirai Telecom Global Leadership so are you Organization. Mainly, mainly helping women in the petrol and chemical industry, whatever it's called, so petrochemical? I, I, I actually expand, you know, my, um, my, uh, my empowerment work to the technical arena. So the STEM, which okay. is, you know, science, technology, engineering yep. and math. So helping women more in that space. And then oh, I, I see a lot of youth coming to me. So it's like, okay, I'll have to expand as well, you know, now to. Oh, to that's just wonderful and, uh, because and, and, we need all these women coming through mm-hmm, with these mm-hmm, skills mm-hmm. and, you know, and for them to have role models of other women that are successful in the industry. Exactly. I just think this is a brilliant story. And, uh, so where do, you, where, where do you live now? So I live in oh. Perth. I'm back. I'm back to okay. Australia. So I'm back to Australia. Yeah, no problem. And two years ago, right, over in, the in, the same, West. in the same empowerment work, uh, I've started um, a program with uh, a young pilot. She's based in, in Uganda. And yeah. we have this uh, program going on called um, STEM Queens. And uh, oh, I love yeah, the name. STEM <laughs> Queens. So we, we're helping, uh, we're pushing basically all the young uh, girls and to, to get into, you know, those STEM areas. Oh, that's wonderful. And so do you know how many girls, do, do you know how many people you've helped so far through those oh, two I programs? <laughs> like roughly, I mean <laughs> like 20 or 200? So it's, it's been, you know, we started, no, no, it's not, it's not that much. We started about, uh, two years ago. So uh-huh. I would say hundred in the hundreds, not, not more than that's that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I know, but that's <laughs> still, you know, when you think how few women are in that industry mm-hmm. and how you might be able mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, really grow so that. That's trying to wonderful. expand it here, especially in the, our indigenous uh, community. So I've been talking to wonderful. Um, another great lady uh, in in the mining industry to see, and she's an indigenous. So how we can push it as well here uh, to help our, our oh. own our own people here in, in Australia. So, oh, Marie, mm-hmm. I just love everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. All right, now when you go out into business for yourself, it normally isn't just super easy Um, things can happen Mm -hmm. and things can be very up and down so have you had any moments where things have you've just thought oh my goodness I'm just going to have to give it up or it's not going to work or something dramatic that's happened and now you can look back and go I'm kind of glad it did because it made me change Mm -hmm. or it made me change direction can you tell me any stories around any experiences like that? Uh, Yeah when I started uh, MT Energy Resources you know I had I was going from uh, 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 a very, very good salary, international salary and things like that to zero, (laughs) to zero. So (laughs) it's like, okay, so how do I start? 
and didn't really have a sense of, you know, business, didn't really know about how to well, run a business and mean, things yeah. like that. I was just, it was just passion and knowledge. And then, but running mm-hmm. a business was like, okay, what is it all about? And it's going to, you know, I, I thought that it was going to run by itself because I, I was so knowledgeable <laughs> in my, no, in no, my but that's, area. It's normal. So, a lot of people, so, that, you know, I'll build it and then all these people will come and I'll just do two posts on social media yeah. and we'll get hundreds and you kind of go, exactly. Exactly. Oh. So yeah, until, not quite like you know, that. until recently, it, it, uh, until last year, it was still, you know, not making uh, what I wanted, you know, and I, I actually had to always, you know, fund the, the, the company. And then okay. suddenly it's like, it's because. What happened? <laughs> well, Do you know what happened? I, I think it's, it's just, you know, I started to get some help, you know, understand that, you know, a business, you know, you, you need, you, you need to run it in a certain way and bring the right people as well because uh, did you get a business mentor yes 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 I got some international and then you you start to see the difference and and the the other thing is understand that you know even if you funded the business you are not the business it's you know and and that's that's an important fact you know you have to bring the specialist to run it if you you have a gap uh, but don't mm-hmm. try to fiddle it and, you know, yourself or with uh, people that are actually not specialists in the area. Uh, Very they, wise. They're engineer, they're technical people, but they're not business people. So you have obviously the technical people are going to, you know, carry out the work, mm-hmm. but then you need the business side. You need the right business, you know. It's one people. of those things mm-hmm. I think that a lot of, a lot of women don't necessarily think mm-hmm. of is if you're really good at something in your industry mm-hmm. and you think I could go and do this or I could do it better yeah. by myself. And then you take the leap. You don't, you forget mm-hmm. that it's not just about doing exactly. that part of the job. Yeah, exactly. There's all this other, you've got to be an mm-hmm. accountant and you've got to be a marketer and mm-hmm. yeah, no, it can be Especially very challenging. The, the financial side, because we, we, we don't always have visibility as technical people when we, we mm-hmm. work for those big corporations. So yeah. you just realize, well, I have a big gap and I had to basically educate myself, go understand, you know, all those uh, the, the little bit more about, you know, half the financial side of things so that I could I could really be on yeah, that's top very of good things. Advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think for most women, it's the finances that are the, mm-hmm. the hard bit, unless they've come from an accounting background Mm -hmm. and every time I speak to someone who's a lawyer or an accountant and they've set up their own business I'm like wow you're so lucky that you have those Mm -hmm, skills mm -hmm, mm -hmm. exactly so okay Mm -hmm. so when you've got a job that's as big as your job is now so you've got the what what you're doing in Uganda and what you're doing here with um MT energy Mm -hmm. or or energy energy MT sorry MT energy energy. um and all the other things that you're doing how do you juggle it all. So how do you fit in being a wife and a mum as well as running two businesses and also probably upskilling yourself to some extent mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to do it? So do you have certain, do you work just regular hours, nine to five, or how does it all play out? So I, I'm, uh, I'm actually happy I, I don't work for a corporation because it would have been yes. impossible. So I, <laughs> I have certain day that I dedicate to, uh, to empty energy and certain day that I dedicate to, uh, the rest of my activities and okay. uh, and 
I am actually an evening person. So I work a lot, you know, from the afternoon through, to, the, night. To, through the night because I have a lot, also a lot of international uh, customers. So I need of to, course yeah. you're going to do the phone calls exactly. in the middle of the night. So if we have a meeting or something, it's going to be in the middle of the night. So which lead me some space. And luckily now my, my children are, you know, grown up. My, my youngest is 17, which give me some okay. space to spend you know the morning and do things you know with uh, with her bring her to school talk to her and uh, early early evening also have you know the proper family okay. time and then have this after this break go on and, and what work a great under, role yeah. model you are for your daughters <laughs> though for them to be able to see what you're achieving mm-hmm. and doing mm-hmm. wait for the next generation the more women I'm interviewing who say that their parents were entrepreneurial mm-hmm. they're the ones who who end up going that was my right you know mm-hmm. I, I I saw my parents do it why wouldn't I try it yeah, myself yeah, yeah. so it, it's I, been it's it's has given me actually flexibility to manage myself uh, you know my life a little bit easier and not be stressed out to you know too much (laughs) (laughs) there's enough stress anyway that does come inadvertently and I absolutely love what it is that you do Mm -hmm. now I have a silly question that I ask everyone Mm -hmm. um, and I ask it because a journalist said to me you should ask this of people and I do and the answers always blow me away so is there a quirky fact that most people don't know about you that you'd be prepared to share with us something that you might be able to do or have or I don't know anything Oh, okay. All right. I can, I can be silly, actually. I think you can people, be as silly as you want. People always see me as this very calm and, and person, but I can be silly. So, uh, so but that's, a, okay, that's, go a, on that's then. a very hard question is, you know. I know, um, I know. I wouldn't like anyone to ask it of me, but I love asking so, it of other so people. What, what the silliest thing that I've done so far? So it's things, okay, I'll tell you some I of the things just, that people you know, have said so far. They say things like, I haven't got a belly button or I was a swimming champion when I was at school or one person, you know, Graham Norton, do you know that TV show? One person said, mm -hmm. I was the first person to be on the big red chair in Graham Norton. And another one said, I won perfect match, which was like The Bachelor back 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I've heard so many weird things. And somebody said they were great at karaoke. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) So it doesn't really matter. I think that the last silly thing that I really, you know, it was going, you know, Going and party with my my daughter. We all we have this plan, but it's never you know been uh, set up. And she's like, "Mom, are you sure?" I said, "Yeah, I'm sure. I can go and can and, and go to you know. Uh, I know that you know you guys don't dance like crazy, and I'm gonna follow. Don't worry." And oh my god! <laughs> so you went out clubbing with your daughter. Yeah. So there's and you, there's this. Did you dance all night? <laughs> Uh, I just realized that I was out of uh, style, probably, and <laughs> and I looked, I looked really, you know, out, out of context. But you know, <laughs> those things. Oh, are, I bet that those it, things I bet your fun. daughter loved. Oh, <laughs> no, it was, and it I bet was great d- fun. It's just good to see, you know, how they've, you know, there's their uh, idea of having fun has changed compared to, to <laughs> ours. Uh, you, well, you especially see, because you had such a different upbringing from your daughter exactly. as well. Exactly. So you see them jumping and is, uh, is it dancing or uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if that's oh, now you're showing your age. 
<laughs> okay. Now here's the last question. It's the silliest of all. And I only ask these questions because I love my telephone myself, mm-hmm. my mobile phone. And I love apps mm-hmm. because I probably was a bit late to the party in that I never played any computer games or anything. Mm-hmm. So my question is, are there two apps on your phone that you use for business? And if so, what are they? And they're not allowed to be email or banking, mm-hmm. but, you know, are there any clever apps that you've got that you can share with us or are you not really a phone person? I I, I don't use a um, game or application. So the, the, the only application that I use are you know, things like LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, um, Instagram okay. and uh, and also the sport things that, you know when oh. you know you, you, you have to do because uh, at some point I was I was trying to lose uh, lose weight especially my body my fat around my stomach so I had those <laughs> I applications <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what app did you use so that so you mean Fitbit or one of those I, kind I of ones I have a few ones that I've, I've, I had on, on my phone so those are the ads that I use and then the counting calorie stuff. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, so, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no game so far. The, I think the only game is actually the solitary thing. Um, yeah, solitary. Yeah. I love that one. It's so mindless. I love yeah, to just yeah, go through so it sometimes. Those are the apps wow. that, uh, that I really, you know, uh, use. <laughs> well, Mireille, I cannot believe your amazing story. I'm so glad that I've done this interview with you. Now, if anybody wants their daughter to get into STEM or that they have any questions around um, energy, mm-hmm. I guess, you would be the woman to go to. What's the best way for people to get hold so of you? So the best way, I mean, I'm on every every single platform so uh, LinkedIn Facebook Instagram under Mireille Tulekima so you can't miss mm-hmm. me I think my I, I'm probably the only one so it's <laughs> <laughs> and then it's such a great name I love saying it when, so for anyone listening I actually got Mireille to tell me her name yeah, before yeah, we yeah, came yeah, on yeah. because otherwise I would have said Muriel L mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I did get your surname right Tulekima I got that straight away and then uh, uh, my email, my personal email is uh, m, my last name, tulekima at gmail.com. But uh, every, every, all my contacts are on my, um, you know, social media LinkedIn. platforms so or, people yeah, can fantastic. easily, you know, reach out to well, me. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with me. What an amazing woman you are. Thank you so much for giving me, you know, the, the opportunity to share it because it's important to share those stories, especially for women, so that they understand. And, you know, that they can do everything that they put their mind to. So that's uh, that's very important. Absolutely. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And have a great day. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of She's the Boss Chats. For more information and to find out about our other initiatives, including our weekly lunch for female founders and our TV show, go to she'stheboss.com.au. 